Welcome to another episode at the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. All right, welcome to episode 65. This week's podcast is called A Healer's Journey, The Role of the Earthly Guides and the Heavenly Hosts. So before we jump into today's topic, I just want to say that the Ask Kates have really added up, and I'm really thankful that you guys have taken the time to go to the website and go to that Ask Kate tab on the podcast tab to ask me questions about intuition. So I wanted to let you know that what I'm going to do since they have sort of added up is I'm going to dedicate an entire episode to just answering your questions, and that will... It might be before the holidays, but if not, it'll be just, it'll be launched just after the holidays. That particular episode will drop. Um, But today, let's talk about healing. And it's a really, really passionate subject of mine because it is something that I have been doing for over 20 years. Um, The kind of trajectory of my life has been, you know, walking through hell those first 20 years and spending the next 23 plus years trying to heal from that early life trauma. And I realize uh, many of you listening today, you know, it won't be quite as an extreme, um, you won't relate to it on an extreme level, but you know, I'm in the world of healing. I am a earthly guide myself. I teach and train people how to heal and use control their intuition you know this beautiful part of them that 100% of the time has been perverted or dismissed it's not 100% I know actually a couple people that were raised by these incredible mothers that knew their intuition that respected the intuition in their kids and (laughs) that's actually true I, I do know a few people like that and they come to me more just for my medium work but as an intuitive coach, we do so much relabeling, we do so much healing, we do so much recontexting, and not necessarily in the name that a parent, you know, wouldn't have taught you what your intuition was had they known better, but just most of the gen- earlier generations didn't really acknowledge that, understand that, and see that within their children. So there's a lot of recontexting in my private sessions, and a lot of the work that the guides do do with us is in the name of healing. Um, you know, my sort of passion for intuition is not necessarily to get the best parking spot. It is really like, what's my next best step towards the life that I have, I'm called to live. And sometimes we, whether we know that next step, you know, maybe we have been guided there can be a lot of healing that will t- will take place and needs to take place before we can really fully step into that chapter of what we're being called to do. And so that, to me, that's the best part of being guided is that you are guided to your healing, whether that be this life, your early life, or even past lives as well. And let's be honest, many of us are also doing family karma healing here too, where we are really stopping generational trauma from hitting the next generation. And that takes a whole other category of support, understanding and patience for yourself that I hope we can dive into today. My concern about today is I have so much to say about healing um, that I'll miss some things and I'll regret it later. But (laughs) 
I'll do my best to pace myself and sort of try to give kind of a chronological sort of rhythm to today's episode. So at the end, you know, maybe there's some inspiration for you. Maybe there's some understanding for you as well. And, and hopefully we can end with a few next right, right steps for you as well with your intuition and maybe your next step in healing in your own personal journey. So I was talking to my husband this weekend because I feel like I'm really at my, you know, you know, I'm not naively saying this, but I really feel like I'm at one of my final frontiers of deep traumatic healing. And, um, this was something I was guided to like every other one. I really didn't think of it intellectually. I I kept hearing people that I was around talk about regulation. And my first thought about that word Um, about six months ago, I think it was when it was really starting to come around me, this word regulation, regulation. And my first instinct was to be really defensive. And I thought, well, what a luxury, like who the hell gets to regulate? You know, I just kind of, I am, I feel like a lot of the way I do life is very defensively and like, I don't know what they'll do. So I, in the meanwhile, I have several tools. I'll ask my guides and I'll prepare, but in the end, I can't stop other people from doing horrible things that they're going to do. And I can only have a system to prepare for the storm and get my family, myself and my family to the other side, on the other side of the storm, if you will. But this, this incredible, powerful word, like regulation, it just, like I said, I kept hearing it. So I knew I needed to start paying attention to this word because this was important to me. And, and especially not acknowledging, I felt really defensive of the world, uh, of the word, Um, and had a really bad attitude about like, again, who the hell gets to do that? And so I, I just, I was working with a money coach, um, and my money coach, Megan DeBoer, she kept bringing it up in our private sessions. And that actually goes back years ago where she would say, well, because of your nervous system. And I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I've walked through hell and yes, I have these I've had trauma around this, but like, I don't want to be reduced to what had happened to me. Um, but she was so beautiful and compassionate kind of bringing in, but your nervous system was wired that way. And unless you go back to the nervous system, the nervous system, like whether your brain knows better, you know, whether even your emotions know better, like that unconscious instinctual part of your nervous system takes you to a place and, maybe you don't even know. And I, there was just so much truth in what she said. And again, as a person who's been healing, and I mean, really, we'll we'll kind of talk a little bit about the work I have done, but it can kind of trigger us like Jesus Christ, after all that I've done, I can still, you know, there's still this piece that maybe I don't understand. And so my, you know, we're talking, we're just like, uh, the amount of money, the amount of time, the amount of constant internal, what's the right word, like checking in with, you know, that can be very tiresome, like constantly checking in to make sure that what you're going through, what you're doing, what you're saying is in integrity, is in alignment with who you are. And it's not like a reaction to who you've had to be in the life, but rather like really coming from your heart and your soul. And we were, we were able to just really go back. Like we, we just celebrated our 18th anniversary, our 18th wedding anniversary and kind of going back to like just the humility, you know, being, feeling very humble for me, especially uh, about how far I've come 
as a as a as a human being um as a person who really did have certain things going on at the beginning of our marriage that I just thought were insurmountable. Like I would never overcome. I would never heal these parts of me um, that seemed to be so set in stone. I couldn't imagine a life without having to battle and deal with these things on a daily moment by moment basis sometimes. And very afraid of something good happening and very afraid of something bad happening because either way, this energy, this, these people would come to make it worse. (laughs) You know, if it was happy, they'd come and try to tear me down. If it was already hard, they come in to reinforce, um, patterns of undeserving. You suck. You know, things will never be okay for you because they're not okay for us. That, that type of insurmountable, um, sort of family bond there. And, through the healing I've done over, you know, these 18 years, there are just things I don't even have to think about. They're not at all a part of my, my lifescape and the landscape of my nervous system. So it's been really beautiful to, um, I think I've been working with a nervous system practitioner, a breathwork practitioner for the last, um, I think it's been a month, maybe six weeks, but I do for sure the last month. And this is just like any healing, you know, when you're really in the midst of it, you're an open wound. And because it's an energetic process, it's not so obvious. You know, when you have surgery and there's stitches and there's swelling, every human knows, okay, you might have some limitations. You know, it may take you some time to get back up on your feet. But the world of mental and emotional and spiritual healing is not like that, is it? And often we don't language, I'm, I'm an open wound right now. So let's have some boundaries. I don't know how long my healing will take. But I know I am, I'm an open wound. And that that does mean I have limitations. That means I have limitations for you, you know, if you live with a family. Um, And it does take a lot of communication. And I found even with the tools of communication and awareness and insight, this sort of nervous system journey is new in so many ways to me, because the way that I still do life, which is through, through will, through grace, through surrender, through acceptance, those, my nervous system doesn't necessarily understand those things. So this is that real visceral body connection, um, which I feel profoundly grateful to be right here right now. And also sort of devastated that I didn't quite understand, you know, and grateful that I am here now, as it is with healing, isn't it? So let's talk about that today. As we are going through this season of light among the darkness, Uh, It's been coming up with my clients. It's been coming up with my students. I feel myself at this really profound time in my life where I have this 18 years of marriage to reflect on and who I was at the beginning and who I am now. And I have the evidence of my healing. When I look at my children, we took the family out to a like, um, dinner theater show on our anniversary and I'm sitting at the table with my daughter who's um, 17 years old and our son who's 14 and I'm looking at these children who are successful and on honor roll and in leadership and about to graduate 
um, high school and has plans for college. And uh, my daughter wants to be a veterinarian and watching her making these decisions for her life. She has a boyfriend, uh, her first, her first boyfriend. And uh, as people come into my home, you know, new boyfriend and friends, and when they enter my home, everyone's jaw just drops. And the comment is always what an incredible home, what a beautiful home. And my daughter brought her boyfriend over and there was a time issue. So he brought his little, his younger sister, who's my son's age 14. And they have some family issues and I know that. And so I was conscious and thoughtful about them coming into our home and how that would trigger them or how that would make them feel in the presence of happiness and connection and beauty. And sure enough, she was really uncomfortable because it was her first time here. And I noticed she would say stuff to kind of tear down my son and then tear down, you know, it's just that, I, it, it's that jealousy. It's that not understanding. It's all those things that we can feel when we don't understand. And what this young girl doesn't understand is I'm, she's just like me. And the reason she's walking into this beautiful home, the, this, the, formula for that was just love the love my husband and I have for each other and passion for your work that's my career and my husband's got an incredible engineering degree (laughs) so the formula is extremely simple and I I just like I know I felt really compelled to just make sure she knew that everything she sees here that fills her heart and breaks her heart is anything and everything that's available to her too. And I just really wanted her to know that none of this is unreachable and untouchable for her. But at the, at the same time, I had this deep awareness of the work that it takes to have this moment. You can love your husband, you can love your children, but if there is trauma and patterns and habits and even disbelief of the love that you have for them or that they have for you, you may not experience it. You know, we can fuck these things up so easily through patterns, belief systems, and then not being brave enough to walk through the process of healing and healing on that deep, deep level. And so knowing that the formula was attainable for her, I I had profound awareness that There has to be this, there has to be enough love to me. That's like the foundation of all healing that you love yourself enough to do what it takes to achieve any form of healing that you love your husband enough to hang in there when things, you know, when we're showing each other, each other's patterns or we're behaving in a way that brings up the very thing that is called to heal in that moment. And of course, our, when our children, you know, I wouldn't understand this on my own, but you know, I go to therapy and I, I have a therapist and I, she always says to me, like, every time your kids are this age, it'll bring up all of these feelings. If something happened to you at that age, and especially for my daughter, when she goes through certain ages, um, and maybe it's Easter or something like that particular Easter. I'm just 11 years old, just like her, you know, when she was 11. And inevitably something would come up in me and something for me to look at through the eyes of an adult and through the lens of healing and acceptance and surrender to what I had gone through and the letting go of it because it's, I'm not 11 years old anymore. And the grace and the beauty 
that aging provides for us if we can be there for that. So I've had, and again, it's just a really profound moment in my life with my book launch and my career and my kids that are old enough to have to be the evidence of the goodness. Do you know what I mean? When children are little, everything seems innocent and sweet. But when they become teenagers, like they are a reflection of the home that they come from, aren't they? Not always. I know that there are a few exceptions to that. But overall, our children are, they are who we are, right? They're people in this world the only way they know how to be, which is from through how we raise them, right? And so them at their ages is just more evidence of my healing and that all the things we'll talk about today, all the work it takes to, to be healed is an earned experience. And I know I used to read, um, Byron Katie stuff, you know, I think her stuff was called the work. And she would say over and over, you know, like, I earned my peace. I earned my clarity. And though it sounds harsh, I mean, it's as simple as that. We cannot get from A to Z without having to get up and go through each letter, if you will, to be able to be on the other side of it. It doesn't just come to us. And I know I have, I have students and I have friends and even on, on, in my own self sometimes, I want it to just be so. I don't want to have to go through the motions of deep transcendent healing. But we we must. We must go through what it takes. And that process can take however long it takes, which is also a scary thing because we don't, you know, unlike a healed body, we kind of have an idea and especially the doctors will have an idea. And that's one of the things I'd like to talk about today is that when something is wrong with your body, you go to a specialist, you know, we go to a doctor and they can tell you what's wrong. They can tell you what needs to be done to fix it. And then they can tell you like it should typically take about this long to heal, if you will. And that's the beauty of getting an actual earthly guide for to help you navigate the journey of finances, to help you navigate the journey of healing your intuition with an intuitive mentor to help you, you know, therapy is a little bit different because that can be like, okay, what's coming up this year? You know, (laughs) therapy is a little bit different. It can be, oh, just kind of something you do for the rest of your life, which I imagine I will do too. But the truth is most of us, myself included, we, we do start with books. You know, we do read, um, the most transcendent book I read I, you know, I read The Power of Now and I was always reading spiritual texts, but the kind of most profound text I, I read was Dr. Phil's book, Self Matters, you know, 100 years ago. And that book really like taught me this interesting concept called boundaries that I never thought were a thing and I never ever th- considered that I deserved them. <laughs> and so I came back completely transformed from that book and that book alone. And it gave me new verbiage. It gave me new communication skills. And it fundamentally sort of changed the way I thought about my place in a family and in the world. And, you know, sometimes we can do things like, you know, um, at the beginning of my healing of my intuition, I just read every book under the sun. And I did try to find a physical mentor, but everybody I found back then was just really eccentric and just kind of 
weird and even downright scary. And it kind of was like, okay, well, I'm not that. So I must not be intuitive. Right. But in the right moment, I was guided to the right mentor and she completely changed my life. Like under, you know, no matter how many books I read on intuition, her looking me in the eye, having private sessions. And then she put me into group work where I could practice my, you know, I was like, she puts me in a group and she, you know, she tells us which Claire to use. And I'm like, I'm just going to watch, you know, I don't have anything to say. And then inevitably I couldn't keep my mouth shut because the psychic information just kept coming through me. And I was getting it validated by the people in the group. And that earthly guide changed everything for me, everything. And I would have never left her mentorship program had she not gotten into other things, but (laughs) So there, here's the point, you know, we can learn through books, we can learn um, thoughts was another thing I spent years uh, really focusing on my thoughts, because my thoughts just chewed me up. I'm in the presence of my precious little baby girl. And all I could think of was the past. All I could think of is what I should have said, if only. And so, you know, I think I started with like The Power of Now, Byron Katie's The Work, and then, you know, jumping really into anything Louise Hayes and um, Napoleon Hill and just all of these wonderful teachers through the books came in. And the great thing about working with thoughts is you can do, there's a lot of meditation type things. Um, journaling is a really incredible way to really kind of get a hold of thoughts. And, and through working with my thoughts, I was able to see how Claire cognizant, Claire audient, and then how telepathic that all plays into thoughts as a sensitive, um, because clear cognizance comes through you, it might come right out of your mouth and you didn't know where it came from. Claire audience is where you hear a lot of voices and, and until you're trained, you can think those voices are your own thinking, your thought voices, when really they're actually spirits standing outside of you. And then telepathy, I, I've told this story many times about that profound moment at the accountant's office where I very clearly thought I heard my thoughts say, but I very clearly heard... I'm going to pretend to be busy. I just need, you know, I'm just going to pretend to be busy here. And then realizing it was the uh, receptionist was saying that to her own mind and I happened to pick it up. And so, uh, you know, there are just things as a sensitive, as a psychic, there are many little modalities, many healings that can take place just to manage your clairs, you know, that clairsentient, that clear feeling That's why long-term therapy is really helpful to help not only process your own feelings, but everybody else's as well. There was a time that I was guided to crystal healing, which I had such a bad attitude about. I mean, just, I I had a bad (laughs) attitude. (laughs) Like, what the hell is this little rock going to do for me, you know? (laughs) But uh, for some reason, I was guided to this incredible healer, uh, crystal healer up in the Boulder Mountains, um, just outside of Boulder rather. And, um, again, I don't know how I ended up there and I had a really bad attitude thinking this is going to be really stupid the whole time. And we're going to just going to have an energy session. And she's like, what are your goals? And I have like, I was like, I have no idea. So she actually sat me on the floor and I felt really stupid. And this goes way back like 12 years, 15, no, way longer than that. This goes back like almost 15 years ago. So 14, 15 years ago. So we're sitting on the floor and she's again, like, what are your goals? And I'm like, I I really don't know. Like, I feel like I'm okay. And 
she's like, oh, you're getting really angry. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I have no idea what you're, what are you referring to? She's like, okay, actually, let's get you up on the table because you're just really about to blow. And I, again, I was like, this is so stupid. I have no idea what she's talking about. And then she puts the crystal structures over my body and she's like right in this energy. And, and she, she says all on her own, that fucking bitch. And I like, I almost started to scream cry, you know, just, she absolutely had her finger on something that was apparently right in the surface that I, even in that moment, really had no idea that that was right there on my heart. And she languaged the energy that I needed to release so badly, so beautifully. And of course, after that session, I came back for more. I even had my son, my husband go to a few and he had such profound experience with that as well. And then I took, you know, uh, classes, crystal classes and read books and, and things like that. And, you know, you're doing that and you think, okay, I've got this figured out. And then I had to go right into dousing because I was taking clients. There was about two years I was coughing every day, all day, especially when I would present or do ask a medium shows. And I just had to ask the audience to be gracious with me because I just coughed all the time. And the guides told me to buckle up and they sent me to a dowser. And I thought, this is so stupid. <laughs> and sure enough, it changed my life. And it's a part of my life. And it's something I now teach other people to do. And, you know, financially, I've made a ton of money. We've had tight times when I became a mother. And I just, I thought, okay, I just need to be here with the babies. And there was a couple of really tight years um, doing that. Um, so we, my husband and I are sort of like, we can make a lot of money. We know what to do with money. And like so many things, it's like every time we were really good, something would go wrong. And that's where all our money would go and speaking, knowing the language of healing and intuition and guidance. I just knew there was something more that I needed to heal because I was noticing these patterns every single time it would look like this, something would go wrong. Right. And so I was listening to an audiobook on finances and I think it was six figure woman by Barbara Stanny. I think she goes by Barbara house Houston um, now. And she said her book was incredible. All of her books are incredible. And she said the name Karen McCall. And I immediately went home and Googled that. And I got into Karen McCall's world-class money coach training. I mean, just, and there's just layers and years. And I still work with Barbara Stanny, Barbara Hewson. And I still work with Karen McCall. And I still work with Megan DeBoer, who is my like month, my actual coach where we do our annual plans together. And if I'm finding that I have a block or I have some resistance, you know, I go to that money coach and, you know, I'm just, I guess I'm at this point in my life too, where I look around at all of these people that have been here for my healing, that I, I couldn't have done it without them. And when I was ready for the true healing, not just sort of curiously afraid, but really like, okay, I'm, I'm fully here for this moment in my life. The person that I was guided to, to help me is to this day, one of my friends. Um, I don't know if that's true for everybody, but I'm just so humbled and thankful of the incredible people 
that heaven calls into my life to help me, you know, whether that be even past life healing, um, over a decade ago, 12 years ago, you know, Ainsley McLeod was right there with his book, the transformation, the instruction, you know, those both, both of those books were there. I have sessions with him. I had a bad attitude about past life stuff. Cause I thought I can't even deal with this life stuff. Who gives a shit about what happened? <laughs> you know? And then I had, I had some phobias and I had some irrational stuff. And then that's his work is so transformational helping connect the dots of that, which does not make sense in this particular life. So, you know, as we talk about, as I'm in this moment of such profound grace and beauty and healing in my own life, I, I've noticed I've sort of hit this crescendo of being very frustrated with people that I love that absolutely won't heal. They don't heal. And they have the same conversation that we had 20 years ago about the same damn subject, you know? And that's where it's like, let's just be honest, right? It takes time and money. And most people don't have the money to get the healing, to get the therapy, to get the support, to buy the course, to pay the hourly fee for that specialist or what have you. And the thing I can say with absolute certainty is that had I not gone through the healing, you know, there were a t- there was like even a time where the kids were babies and there was like, after taxes were taken out, there was like 300, you know, and our mortgage was huge and we didn't have a choice because this is how much the real estate cost in Colorado at the time. Um, there was literally like two weeks where there's like $300 between us. Um, and for the three of us before my son was born, and let's just say my mentorship was 125. So there was guilt, there was shame, there was frustration. And I just knew that if I didn't get the help with my intuition, I just couldn't keep going on, you know, not as a threat or anything, but like, I had to bring it to my husband. I'm like, I have to do this. And he wasn't really having it, you know, and now I don't ask him, I tell him, but you know, when, when it's that much money and it's, that precious, of course, I had to have that conversation with him. And we you know we were looking back at that this when we were talking about it this weekend together, just how scary that was. And how grateful I am that he went on that ride with me, even though we fought over it, and we struggled. I wouldn't be right here with you if I hadn't taken the opportunity when I did. And I, I have noticed with my students that there are cycles, you know, like you can be guided to a certain modality of healing, try it. It doesn't necessarily solve problems, but maybe you come back in two years and it's the right time. So we just really want to be willing to go with the flow of just because maybe you weren't a hundred percent ready now doesn't mean that you won't be in a year or two or three or four or five, right? So when we look at our loved ones um, and people we love that will not spend, they will not read that book. They will not do that meditation. They will in no chance in hell journal their feelings or even think about them. I do have, I do practice patience with that because I remember when I too was really scared or I too told myself there's no chance in hell I can pay for this. And the times when that was absolutely true and I did it anyway, I figured it out. And, um, Also that on some level, there's just been so much love along the pathway that I've had to walk, um, whether that be on some, on some level, the love that I have for my life, 
even though I cursed it, the first part of it, um, the love that I have for my husband, even though it just didn't make sense at the beginning because we had just met and I mean, we were only dated for like three months, got engaged, <laughs> you know, and on and on just really quickly. It didn't make sense, but there was always profound love at the beginning. And, you know, maybe as like a side note, I, I chose him against the encouragement of other people. You know, I was very much raised that a man should tall, dark, and handsome and rich, you know, all these ridiculous superficial things. And I, I chased that the first, you know, in my early life, I chased all the ridiculous superficial stuff. And when I met my husband, like his ears turned red and he really wouldn't even look at me. And I just thought that was so dear that that kindness, that gentleness of spirit, here we are 18 years later it's just incredible to me and that's um that's because of the guidance and the guidance led me right to where love is and foundation and building a life with and ultimately healing because he of course the patterns that he would bring up in me there's there's a lot we have in common about how we were raised and because of that, there was so many triggers that have come up over the course of the marriage that has allowed me to really get deep healing, to have that conversation with him, to together both change and choose something better and different. Um, because we understand the hell that is there if we don't. So we kind of speak that same language in that regard, even though we're completely different people. There's enough similarity. I, I know when I would, I'm a Montanan. So when I would date, when I dated, when I lived in New York or I dated living in Seattle, like they couldn't relate to me and I couldn't relate to them on that like foundational, how were you raised level. And I imagine that might've been easier in some ways because it was just so different. It might not trigger um, all the patterns that you're raised with, but I've really come to just appreciate the similarities that drop me right into <laughs> where my my healing is and sometimes continues to be like I said what the blessing of being guided to really work on my nervous my nervous system excuse me um that that has really like really opened up more things that my nervous system is saving like even if just like uh weekend football's on like I have noticed that that will trigger me and deep memories of like being ignored. Maybe if my dad had us for the weekend and if there was a football game on, we did not exist and we didn't exist anyway. And so really just this incredible feeling of being invisible and voiceless right here, right now, just because of this, like my nervous system is reacting to the environment. Isn't that incredible? Oh, I'm just... It's all so incredible. And if we can see those cues, not as where we're victimized, but rather like, okay, you know, let's go in for the deep healing. Let's go in and, and be there, right? Be home in our bodies in that moment. So we're no longer the invisible kid um, that didn't matter and doesn't matter, right? Oh, it's just incredible. And, you know, also with my company, you know, to have a company, I've had to reach out to other professionals and, and I had so much resistance about paying other people to help and really had this belief system. I should be able to figure this out on my own and I should be able to do it on my own and just 
becoming humble and knowing I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. Reaching out for business help, you know, doing Marie Forleo's um, wonderful B school and Amy Porterfield and reaching out to a professional to help me with a website, which I tried to make on my own and wasted a lot of time. <laughs> and then every time she does something for me in that regard, my, my jaw drops because she's so talented. Um, Julie Ralston, she's so talented in her, in her lane, you know, in her wheelhouse, which is making websites and making things beautiful online. And then because I have a company, I went and I had to get a lawyer and the work of Lisa Fraley. And again, you're, you're putting in a lot of time, you're putting in a lot of money investment because of the love that you have for your life, for your work and appreciation that you have, that you have people right here to help you. And I think that that's also like one of the biggest things I had to learn because as a Montanan, I was like, you know, I am alone and I can do this myself and I'm capable and I can figure it out. And that, that can take us so far. And I think one of the most profound things I've learned is, is actually the, the stuff that matters, you can't do it alone. Books can take you so far and then you can hit a certain crescendo and you really need a human being to help you make it to the next level. And I, that's a hundred percent God's plan that we are here together to help each other, to serve each other, to be here for each other. An affirmation of life is to be right here for you in the moment that you need me. And an affirmation of life is to know I need to reach for you because you're right here too. And uh, it's, that's the way that, heaven has it for us we are here and the purpose is the purpose is each other and the purpose is loving ourselves enough to reach out for that help and I know when we have the belief system nobody will help me and nobody cares we reach towards people that validate that belief system but if I you know and for years I hit that wall I kept hitting the wall of people that were terrible, you know, people that would take my money and do a shitty job. And you keep walking through that you keep and and with the belief system, not that the next person will violate you or screw you over like the last but rather, I trust my guides that you are bringing me to the right person. So it's a combination of turning it over to God, turning it over to your guides and surrendering. But also if you have to be doing that, that emotional internal work of I deserve quality help I deserve to have enough money to purchase this help you know it's it that not being able to afford it is a doorway of learning that you're enough and you deserve to have the monies there to hire the support that you need in your life and let's face it as a sensitive you are typically helping everybody and putting yourself last in that equation. So when I think about the team that I have around me, both personally and professionally, they're my team, man. I need them. I need them to help me do the work that I do in the world because I cannot do it alone. Isn't it just incredible to think of healing and helping each other that way? Um, okay. Okay. So that's just part of surrendering to 
that when you are an intuitive, when you are a psychic, you are not, you know, I always say we're not talking about cupcakes and rainbows. We're not like, wouldn't it be amazing to like your day is full of what sweet treat you're going to bake and the types of happiness that that brings. I mean, we, we work in intense, intense conversations. We're working against the backdrop of death and why, and it comes through us to answer those two things. That's a lot to carry. That's a lot to process. And we don't not feel, I mean, very few psychics are not clairsentient as well. Um, and some are, and I really envy them, but most of us, nothing comes through that session that doesn't come through our, our emotional language as well. And so that can take therapists that can take extra healing that can take extra meditation and journaling that can take extra time away from our children and our family to process the work that we just did that day. And we have to be able to give ourselves permission to do what it takes to come back pure. And that dousing, you know, I used to take clients and clients and clients. I used to take like three clients a day. I never had a cleansing of error, um, ever, of energy protocol. I never had a removal of entity protocol. And that's the years that I coughed. That's the years I was um, overweight. Those are the years that I was sick more than not. And now I have a tool of dousing, which I used to hire for like eight years. I went to a dowser. And now I just do it myself. And I train other people how to do it, because I invested all that time and money into learning how and so now my weight is managed. I never get sick and I have a, I run a tight ship here. <laughs> so even if things and spirits come in during my sessions, I know exactly what to do to ask everyone to leave and my space becomes my own again, which is something every medium learn, needs to learn to do. So anyway, I know I've shared a lot of personal things today and I just, I felt really guided to share some of my story with you. I, I, like I said, these things keep coming up in me, but I keep seeing these things coming up in students there. Everyone is in sort of this new level of healing and really deep work. And I just, I'm proud of all of us for walking this walk and being brave enough to have the faith that everything is better for us on the other side of it. You know, we don't look at the horror just for the sake of it. We look at it so that when we can see it, the body also, the body doesn't just go into that age of whatever trauma we experienced. It can go back to that age. Even if we have to look at something we went through with with kind of more of an eye level rather than a lower level of this is our life. This is what we went through. And like I said, I have these kids in my house that have a hard life and they are going through hard things and w being very excited to show them that they too can have this beautiful life. The equation's not that hard, but there are a few things that are hard that they'll have to walk through to know that they deserve the beauty and the safety and the kindness and the love that resides just like it does in my home. So as we walk through the season of light, I'm just encouraging you and thinking about you. And I know that you're brave. And I know that there's so much love from heaven 
guiding you every step along the way of your healing journey as well. If you'd like to share a little bit of your healing journey with me, I'd love for you to do a contact Kate and share something with me. I will, I will read that. I will absolutely make sure I have eyes on that. If you want to share something with me on Facebook, I'll look at that and read that too. I know a lot of people don't like to share personal stuff on Facebook. So I never expect you to share your story there, but I'm there too. There will be a post for this particular podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to share something, I'll be there for that as well. So in the meantime, I hope you're having and enjoying this beautiful holiday season. Take care. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclair.com and take the quiz, which Claire are you? Until next time, remember, it's your birthright to be guided and be great.